Hi there, this is Ken Roundy at USH Med Student. Back, uh, back with part two of a podcast looking at how to have more successful rotations with a focus on this rotation. Three students I've got with me today and uh, they're pretty excited to jump in and let us uh, get started with this. And our time limit on this one is trying to be somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes. So we're going to speak faster and you can set the timer at 1.2 to 1.5 to make sure that happens. Yeah, this is Cam Meekum, uh, fourth year medical student, obviously very excited about getting started. <laughs> My apologies. Um, Angelo Garcia, third year medical student at RVU. And I'm Rhett Dotson, uh, also a third year at RVU. All right, so let's start off. If you are listening to this podcast, which is the Listen to Me First podcast, you are probably wondering what is this rotation going to look like? And I've asked the three students with me today to help describe that so that students who are coming here to the Utah State Hospital can feel much more comfortable about the experience they're about to have. Not have sleepless nights before the event, not worry if I'm going to yell at them, and really try and set up uh, a scenario where everybody feels comfortable communicating and collaborating on learning. So uh, let's see, Angela, I'd like you to start off with how it was you learned about what you needed to do when you got here. Well, um, first we con our, we were supposed to contact Dr. Roundy via email through the new innovations link, so you'll get to see that if you're from RVU. Um, then Jana sends you an email regarding access to um, the Google Doc. Um, the really helpful section to read first is the read me first section, so that was very helpful and to knowing what was going to go on that day and um, or what was going to what was expected of us for this rotation um, those yeah and then the the access to the Google Doc or to the Google Drive had access to many different or gave us access to many different resources that we could later on peruse at our own time you don't need to read everything in the Google Docs folder right it's no. <laughs> only the readme first yes yeah. but right? it has good things like the DSM-5 in it that we'll need yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. in that. Mm -hmm. All right, so I know I think most students reach out to me and say, hey, what do I need to do? And I think I almost answer back. You'll get an email, don't worry. And and I, I've wondered if students freak out that I don't want to have them involved. It's just that we have this really great process set up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not about, you know, I don't want to talk to you. It's just that I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> and it's very, very different. So Read Me First describes most of the things that will happen, at least to get you in the door. And then there's something else that's kind of strange that happens. Kim, you've been through this twice. Angelo, Rhett, you guys have been through this once. I tell you something along the lines of, I want you to make this your experience and have a great time doing it. I don't stutter quite as much. I don't make it so pronounced when we do it. Um, and I know, having talked to somewhere around 150 students, that that doesn't feel like a lot of structure. I would say that that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, it's a, it's very open, and and I think as students were used to, uh, at least the idea that uh, you know we'll know what we're doing, uh, rounding you know the first of the day, and what we're going to be doing each hour after that. And so, as you've approached us uh, now, me twice, in saying, hey man, you can make this your own thing. Let's dive into some cool rabbit holes. Let's let's explore some stuff. Um, the second time around, I was I was a little bit more apt to really explore that, uh, but first time around, it was a bit disarming. So, 
It's a trap, <laughs> right? A I mean, that's I, I've had students who have spent four weeks waiting for me to go, aha, you didn't do it right. And I might have been one of those students. So. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we, it, it's tough to believe. Biggest tip, go ahead and believe it uh, and make this rotation what you want. Basically, you've got a key to the door. Um, you're allowed on the unit anytime you want to be there. Uh, you're allowed to uh, follow Dr. Roundy, shadow him anytime you, you want to do that and uh, make the most of it. Um, there's so many things that you can do to learn uh, and depending on how you want to learn and, and what it is you're pursuing, um, don't please don't be afraid to, to actually take Dr. Roundy up so, on, on his offer of flexibility. And, and one caveat that I want to I want to add to this is, if, if I would interpret this one way, it would be make the rotation what you want with this in mind. Be patient focused or be patient centered. Um, in either, I can't remember if it was this podcast or another one, sorry, Angelo, that you had mentioned to get on the unit the first day. Dr. Roundy makes a big point for us to do that. I feel like if you can, if you can fill that time of, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with going and even playing skip bow or pool uh, or, or something uh, with these patients here, um, you know, you'll, you'll be able to gain a ton from that. Rhett, you've talked about that at length, I feel like. And, and so that, that would be my suggestion of interpretation. Absolutely. The, the more time, I will say this, is the more time I have spent on the unit, I think the more I've gotten out of the rotation. Uh, and there's certainly other activities that are, are fantastic learning activities, but the core of it to me is you get on the unit and you get to know the patients. Uh, and there's two huge benefits from that. Number one is you're gonna learn, you're gonna see the things you're reading about. Um, the more you talk to them, the more kind of secondary diagnoses you're gonna uncover uh, and be able to learn from all of that. And then the other thing is, you're going to be able to just feel good about providing some patient care. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that is just playing a card game. Um, but whatever it is, uh, you're going to get to know people who have diseases that you're not familiar with. Uh, and that's really going to enrich your understanding of psychiatry and of medicine. I want to add to that just a little bit because I, I tell my students, make the rotation yours. Do whatever you want that you need to learn. I sometimes suggest with that time, go on the unit, have experience with patients, go off the unit, read about it, go on the unit, have an experience. And, and I think I've also quite often said, if you're not learning, you're not in the right place, mm -hmm. change it. Whether that's go home, whether that's uh, go to a different activity. And, and I'm gonna say that we talk about going on the unit, but really what I'm saying is go be with the patients. Because yeah. you, can, you can essentially have that experience with RT groups, with, with groups with our social workers, with our psychologists. Um, and, and this team is very, very likely to reach out to you and say, come with us. Yeah, absolutely. I'll add one other thing. I do think that the, the, one, the one place I, I try very hard to make sure students are with me is when I'm actually interviewing patients. Quite often when I'm walking on the unit, there's a lot of interactions that might be educational. So if you see me walk on the unit and you gravitate towards me, if it's easy, you'll hear me talk to the patients about uh, treatment. And then if you are Mondays, or if there's a Monday holiday, Tuesdays, right? Or when I meet with my patients for the weekly notes, I meet with two to four patients most weeks after Monday, where I sit down and do the same kinds of things I do on Monday. 
I feel like that's the highest yield watch me time. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I don't feel like there's as much high yield watch Dr. Roundy time. I don't think you benefit by being right behind me almost the rest of the time. I feel like your benefit is being everywhere else. There, there's one uh, aspect I think as well. Um, the the note taking that you do usually, I think, on Tuesdays to kind of update the system and where mm -hmm. um, I'm forgetting the name. Pride of and joy. It's actually yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, but, excuse but me. I, I, when I have my students participate in that, I think you're right. That would be something worth making sure that my students are involved in. So having that that you know great structure on Monday, we call them clinicals. Doing the clinicals on Monday. And we usually have anywhere between four and six patients that we see. Seeing those weekly visits with Dr. Roundy uh, throughout the week and then doing that pride and joy section, you get a great perspective of how psychiatry is, is navigated on the unit as well as how uh, Dr. Roundy and others uh, are interacting between different facilities throughout the state. It, gets, it gives a great broad perspective of kind of full full spectrum care county mental health yeah yeah um there is something that is new in the uh third year students this year that i don't know that i've seen before it's something called smart goals i read about this a little bit as we were preparing for our previous podcast the idea of a learning agreement i don't know how formal this needs to be and i'm not entirely sure where this will go I think at the moment, rather than try and describe what I think is right about it, because I'm still not sure, I haven't experienced this enough yet, what I would say is communicate with me. If you're interested in learning something, let's do it. I also think that if there's a goal that you are very passionate about, something that you're very interested in, I think that's the area for a podcast. Absolutely. Tell us uh, about your experience with the podcast, Cam. I think you've done more than anybody else. Yeah, um, man. So for my third year rotation, I did a podcast with Dr. Roundy on valproate, uh, Depakote. And, uh, and it opened my mind to not only just the black box warnings, not only the stuff that's covered in sketchy, but also a massive amount of, of scientific data and history behind the drug. And, and so being able to have a, a broader perspective helps me not only to just nail down that information in my mind, you help me to be able to learn that, um, but it also helped me to be able to see and observe some significant changes in these patients as we're administering that drug. And later on in clinical practice, when I see that drug, I'll be able to recognize some of the common signs and symptoms, maybe things I should look out for, but also most importantly, what it's used to treat. <laughs> so it gave me a, a great understanding. Uh, in my fourth year here, you really just said, Cam, let's, like I said before, let's go down some rabbit holes. Like, what are you interested in? And, and so uh, you might have seen some of, uh, some of those rabbit holes um, with the Drugs of Abuse podcast that we've done. And, uh, and they've all been very, very intriguing and especially helped prepare me for seeing those things more and more clinically throughout my career. It's, it's just one of those things that, that you've helped me to kind of just give me a foundation to kind of just rocket launch off of. The principle that I like to work from is curiosity. If you're curious about something, it's always going to go better. Now, in all fairness, I didn't let you fully explore that the way I probably should have <laughs> um, because I, we got caught up in a few other things. But, but generally speaking, my goal is that if you're curious about it, I'm going to try to remember the principle that 
letting that curiosity run is the best thing possible. Yeah, I don't, I'm not perfect at it, but but I try to do that. You're pretty good at it, and, and that's something to really uh, soak up here in the rotation um, if you get a chance, and and you will. Yeah, um, you're going to need to to do a podcast or two at, at minimum. Um, the other thing I wanted to add about podcasts is I have found it so helpful when the fourth years, for instance, we're doing podcasts, we came in, there were a bunch of fourth years here, maybe four or six even when we first got here. There was maybe, a lot. Maybe 25. <laughs> yeah, 25. Yeah. Um, no, there were a lot. Everyone was doing podcasts multiple a day. And uh, what I do is just a quick perusal of some of the articles. Um, that we're going to be involved in that podcast. And for me, that was super valuable just in learning how do I assimilate information really quickly yeah. so that when Dr. Roundy looks at me and I'm going to make my one comment, I have something that's actually relevant to say that can further the discussion. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. Yeah, I agree. Um, RT activities. Man, these things are awesome. We went canoeing yeah. this past week. It was epic. Guys, on no other rotation are you going to be able to get out into the community with your patients and see this. I, I feel like a pretty significant contrast between what you see on the unit in these patients and then what you see off the unit. Having, having some of these patients with me in a canoe on a pond down in Salem, it was very enlightening. And, uh, and it, 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 was, it was just really neat. Can you imagine? Uh, these are people, and, and you're going to see it when you get here, a lot of these folks spend a lot of time indoors, right? And, and that's that's by design. That's that's part of the treatment that they're receiving. Um, but can you imagine taking taking people like that out canoeing? And, and we do things like that on a weekly basis. And Hiking and different things. Yeah, every patient that, that they're able to get out yeah. um, who, who has that ability, they, they do everything they can here to get them out. Um, it's a wonderful team. And... The RT activities are absolutely kind of the highlight uh, in a lot of ways of the rotation. <laughs> Nothing against of, you, Dr. Randy, but... <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, so, it's so interesting yeah. because I've worried so many times, hey, are we taking advantage of the students to be able to send more people on the RT activities? Is what I'm doing fair? Because whenever I clearly get a benefit out of what the students are doing, I try to check and make sure that it's not just me right sure. so I've many many times it's it, I've checked with my students hey listen you know I want you to make sure this is your rotation the RT activities I like that you go to them I think they're valuable and you have to decide and and I consistently get that feedback up no that's where I want to be if that's not the case that's okay but my experience has been that the students at the end of the rotation consistently say it's one of the highlights. So I'll, I'll add one caveat here. My first week when Dr. Randy had said that to me, it was, no, this is law. Like, I'm, you're suggesting it, but I'm taking it as you need to do this. And that was just me. I'm not saying that that was what you conveyed. But um, I was nervous because I was like, man, I've got a ton of flashcards I got to get through. I got practice questions I got to get through. I have stuff I need to master. The, the worry about being able to, you know, just keep up with the information. Um, I will say that that investment, because they're usually on Wednesdays in the afternoon, and they usually go until about 3.30 or 4 p.m. Sometimes, sometimes 6, 7. Sometimes later. Um, but I will say that that investment in, in being able to be with the patients, 100% uh, was worth it. So... Take the opportunity. I would say it's definitely reasonable. At least three out of the four weeks, even four out of the four. 
uh, to do. And so set, set time aside to do it. I'm very intrigued that my fourth year students come back and it's one of the things that they focused on most. They, I, I let them know, by the way, this is even more optional now. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, I'll see you later. I'm yeah. going on the RT activity. Uh, canoeing sounds way too much fun. I'm going to do it. So Yeah, and it's. I know it's not just the fun of the activity because I know it's also there's work oh, and there's yeah. some observation you're involved in, ensuring some patient care, making sure that people don't run. Um, and still, it's it just ends up being something that over and over, my, the feedback I get is this is worth doing. And I don't, again, don't want to take too much time, but my conversations with these patients when I get them out, just sitting around a picnic table, yeah. again, just totally worth it. So anyway. You don't see things like that anywhere. No. There's a difference between seeing somebody in the emergency room and seeing yep. them outside of the emergency room. Absolutely. There's a difference in seeing patients with schizophrenia in the state hospital and outside of the state hospital. Music assignment. Next topic. I, I've worked on this assignment for about 30 years now, it seems like. <laughs> I've been in psychiatry 10 years. I don't know how I've been on it 30 years. Um, I guess a little longer than that. I guess I've been in psychiatry about 20 years now. I started working on this uh, about the time I went into residency. And I like this assignment. And I think my goal is that you know the DSM by the time this assignment's over. And you'll need to help me because sometimes schedule disruptions make it harder to go through this. My goal is to um, tackle this on the second and third Mondays of each rotation. Tell me your feedback on this uh, music assignment. Um, I really love the music assignment. Um, when we first did it about a week ago, I really liked how it helped me kind of go through the DSM and it helped me, you know, evaluate each song on the basis of what do I think this song emulate or what do I think this song shows us like is it aspects or pathological aspects of maybe schizophrenia or bipolar disease or any other thing like that and it helps me kind of formulate how I would maybe approach a patient who is exhibiting these symptoms that the song is trying to show us. The ultimate goal of this assignment is um, being able to build a differential uh, and I think the rest of the work that you're doing, the materials that Cam talked about in the last uh, podcast we did, that focuses you in on the test approach to mm -hmm. thinking yeah. about a differential, right? Mm -hmm. So building a differential is one thing, and then not having it muck up your ability to answer the test questions correctly is another thing. And, and the goal of this is to have fun learning the DSM and maybe learning things about it that you wouldn't necessarily see. Does it seem like it does that generally? I would say absolutely. Meant to be fun, not not stressful. It is completely fun, and uh, you guys will find it's in the in the doc. You'll see, read me a big list of songs and uh, figure out what's wrong with all these crazy musicians. Awesome. We'll, we'll have the, oops, did I say a word I'm not supposed to say? Um, yeah. First day lecture. I will do my best, and it's helpful if I have students that that get me into the lecture. Um, the first day lecture quite often is a lecture about schizophrenia. It's something that I'm kind of passionate about. And uh, I think you mentioned, Cam, that it, it set the tone for the rotation. I felt like uh, absolutely. I, I think we had talked a little bit about how you can interpret uh, psychiatry, or you might have some preconceived thoughts about what psychiatry will entail before you get in. Um, this 100% this set the tone for me in that there is some really, really neat and compelling neuropathology that's at work. And if you want to dive into it, 
this is the best place to do it. And with the, the team and, and with your um, you know help, Dr. Randy, uh, getting a, a small glimpse of that through that first uh, lecture uh, will will really set the tone for the next four weeks, I feel like. This is a science rotation. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a science specialty, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I've come to realize when I've been here is if you're really interested in science, psychiatry has a lot to oh offer. Um, there are a lot of frontiers uh, that are that are still way out there compared to potentially some of the other specialties that we rotate in. Which again, as we go through the first two years of medical school, it seems like everything is so structured. There's always an explanation for something or you can always find the answer to something. Go to psychiatry, that will definitely, I mean, it, it maybe leads to more some some more openness and uh, there's more questions Absolutely. it's not it's not terribly fixed yeah. in many ways we have good data that guides us and we think that there's a lot better data out there that we just don't know yet for I, sure there might be a way of thinking about it uh, motivational interviewing is a big deal to me and I haven't done a very good job yet of figuring out how to have students understand when we're interviewing in that Monday that one of the critical aspects of that is not just learning the mental status exam, which is our equivalent of the physical exam, and hearing me talk about symptom management and seeing us use CBT principles, but also motivational interviewing principles. And I think I'm probably going to add a couple of uh, watch me eventually videos in that read me first about motivational interviewing so that students can see some of the principles of motivational interviewing. Um, Cam, I think you've mentioned before that we were, you, you saw us do this, what, eight months ago when you were mm -hmm. here, six, eight months ago when you were here, and I think you've tried to capture some of that in your interactions in the emergency room. Absolutely. I, I feel like, especially in those high acuity settings, motivational interviewing is absolutely key. I think that, that there would be some people that naturally do it. Other people need to be taught. I feel like I'm one of those people that just, <laughs> I need it outlined. Um, and so being able to observe and recognize those principles the first time I was around, I worked really hard to apply them and now coming back again and seeing them over again, it just cements those, those principles into my mind. But as, as maybe a, a suggestion, I think that that would be an awesome idea for students coming in to see so that when it's happening, they can recognize and, and we can recognize and learn how to then take it from here and adapt it for everywhere else that we go. I know that it's taught in school. I was taught motivational interviewing. I didn't understand what it meant at the time. And it's very different yeah. actually having this experience, I think, and having heard about it in school. Absolutely. We uh, also, you are gonna have an amazing opportunity because there's a culture of motivational interviewing here. Uh, so it's not just gonna be watching Dr. Roundy do it, and he's a master, um, but there, are many members of his team uh, who are completely schooled in this and will do it better than anyone you're going to find anywhere. So pay attention. They're incredibly talented, and they they are actually the <laughs> they're actually the people that have helped me figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not the master, but man, I'm sure working hard to be better at it because I think I'm more like how Cam described himself. It wasn't natural for me, and I don't know who it's natural for. I, I think for some of my team it was natural. For me, it wasn't, and the effort has been a lot of, there's a lot of reward in it for me. Speaking of team, I think, um, I, I talk about this usually at the end of the rotation, but maybe maybe it's something that should be more upfront. And that is, I think this team is special. 
And there's something about the way this team runs that I don't know that you'll see in a lot of other paid places. And I'm not entirely sure why it runs this way. I think in part it's a special team because we have medical students here. And uh, students, I've had a number of students who have mentioned that they learn from this team and that their goal is to learn how to manage their own team essentially in the future. And so I, I think if you're watching team dynamics and team activity, this isn't a bad place to think about how a team functions. For sure. I've said multiple times this is a unicorn experience. I feel like uh, if you can recognize that, especially that team dynamic and um, you know, I know, Dr. Randy, that you work really, really hard uh, to make sure that your team has opportunities, and I know that they work really hard to take advantage of those opportunities. So as a student coming in and realizing that not only do you have some just genuinely great people, but you have some of the best trained people, not only in the state, but even broadly, regionally, maybe even nationally, um, you're, there's just un, untapped potential, I feel like, in, in terms of being able to understand, again, that broad spectrum, full scope psychiatry. I, I, I cannot say enough about my team and how talented they are, how skilled they are, and that training matters. And again, I think that gets to the science of, yeah. of what's very important to me is following the data, the best data that we have, the best way we know how. Um, museum experience. I don't know that my students have taken advantage of this and we have the most amazing museum cura curator Janina uh, Chilton here at the Utah State Hospital. She understands the history of psychiatry and institutionalization uh, of patients versus the deinstitutionalization and the the development of the county mental health system, she has an ability to describe that in a way that is unparalleled. Interestingly enough, that's also one of the objectives that I do remember of what I am supposed to teach you. And I don't know that it's something that shows up on the shelf exam, but it is one of the most meaningful things that I've done is go to the, the museum and look at the, the treatments that were not effective in the past that seem like torture now, even though you know, I, I'm sure that the things I do now will some at some point in the future be looked back on and somebody will say I can't believe that you know big jerk Dr. Roundy they'll probably not be so nice <laughs> when they name me though um, and so if if you will remind me as a student about the museum or if you have a passion about being on the forensics unit that's something I can quite often get a day for you on on one of our forensics units and quite often I can get a, a day on girls youth unit um, if, if you'll ask me and if you're passionate about it, I will do something along those lines. I actually was able to do that. It's been difficult because of coronavirus and quarantine this time yes. around, but my first time here, um, those two days, forensics was really, really cool. I particularly felt like being able to work with, uh, I, I always forget his name of the physician in the girls' youth unit. Um, Dr. Chill. Dr. Chill, that's right. Um, so working with Dr. Chill and his team that day, was remarkable. I just I felt like it was such an awesome opportunity. So, uh, if if the opportunity presents itself, I'd highly suggest it. And if you ask, it's a lot easier to get that opportunity. <laughs> I have a hunch you guys are going to ask me about the museum after. Consents, medication consents. Um, let's see who hasn't had a chance to jump in on this. Angelo, I think you've done some of those, or maybe you were gone when Rhett yeah. and Cam did them. So the idea is. 
Um, I was very desperate one day. I've tried not to have my students do anything that directly benefits me. And I've always felt like doing the consents was something that directly benefited me. So I didn't let my students do it for probably, I don't know, three or four years, maybe two, three years. And I, I finally just broke down one day. I was so desperate I needed help and I asked a student to do one. And at the end of the rotation he said, hey, listen, probably the best thing you actually let me do this rotation was the consent forms. And I was like, really? Ah, are you sure I wasn't scudding you, I think would be the phrase, right? <laughs> and uh, it was very clear, no, you're not. You need to let us do more of those. So I've tried to expand that over time, and I let my students do all of those consent forms now. And um, it's probably a little bit of a scary process the first time, um, but don't worry, we'll work through it. And it's not uncommon to have a mistake on those forms that you fill out. Don't let that get you down. We just work through it. Generally speaking, I've talked to the patients about those medications long before I sent you for a consent form. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean it's always going to go well, but it's not like you're walking into a bear trap. Again, this is a, one of the highlights, I feel like, of the rotation because it's, as a student, you have to navigate a difficult conversation. And right, maybe, maybe you can give some light on this because I, I feel like this has been something I've really enjoyed, but I also don't want to monopolize the conversation. So. No, I, well, thank you for the opportunity. I, I love doing it in part because they can be a little bit challenging conversations. But as Dr. Roundy says, it's about the right level. Like we're, we're not going in telling them about a new drug they've never heard of. Um, Typically, these are things they may already be taking, um, and they've certainly already discussed it. That being said, just the nature of the, the pathology that we're dealing with here, um, there can be a lot of resistance to treatment. And so I've actually enjoyed the opportunity to kind of practice my motivational interviewing in those moments, um, to practice diffusing um, and some of that stuff. Uh, and, and honestly, just any time you get a chance to, to help out and contribute, I'd imagine that's something you'll want to take advantage of if you're like most RVU medical students. For I think sure. we love to hop in, and uh, if we can help out, uh, that makes us feel great. Just one other aside. Uh, as one who Dr. Roundy has had to be patient with and filling out these kinds <laughs> of forms, um, he has been incredibly patient. And, and so I wanted to echo that, is that uh, even when it takes even sometimes multiple efforts to, to help get a consent form fully taken care of, um, that's the beauty of a rotation. Uh, that's the beauty of, of this process is being able to make mistakes in a controlled situation uh, and being able to learn from them. And, uh, and so it's, it's an awesome opportunity. Cam, grading, I, I don't want to be too explicit here, but is there anything to, to stress about with grading? Absolutely. He's going to grade you so hard. I'm obviously joking. Dr. Roundy is probably too kind with grading uh, and evaluations. I think that if you can come in and, and just work your best uh, to, to just do the best work that you can, Dr. Roundy is going to give you stellar, uh, you know, stellar marks. Um, he's more than willing to try and, and to get to know you as a student, to evaluate you based off of even some, you know, helping to identify some of those core beliefs that you have um, and help to align those so that you feel like you've been, I don't know, so that it's, it's, it's a, a growing experience so that you feel like you've actually helped to contribute 
and uh, and feel like you've grown through this this month rotation. It's 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 awesome. So don't worry, he'll he'll be. Don't kind. worry about grading. <laughs> yeah, grading is the least important thing. I think for me, the key aspect of grading is your grade. At least it, it goes back and forth. Sometimes the uh, preceptor's evaluation of you is more important than the test score. Sometimes the test score is more important than the evalu- than the grader's evaluation. That that's wobbled back and forth a couple of times over a number of years that I've been doing this. I think uh, somewhere around 10, 11 years now with RVU students, both in Colorado and, and Ivins. Uh, and the most important part for me is the comment letter to the dean. I don't put down areas for improvement because that's a very personal thing and I think every physician has a different way of thinking of what some student needs to do and I feel like you can be chasing your tell. You need to be you know, asking more questions and you ask more questions the next rotation. You ask too many questions. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like I, I'm not getting into that, right? Yeah. What I'm going to focus on in the comments is where your strengths lie and, and at the point your uh, dean writes the dean's letter that will go to the residency programs he'll have, uh, hopefully, my perspective of who you are, and my goal is also that that perspective I have of who you are is also your perspective of who you are. And if those visions don't overlap, overlap you and I will keep working on, on uh, those comments to the dean as long as it takes so that we're both comfortable with them. And they're always focused on strengths not on weaknesses and one i guess one caveat to that as well is that um dr roundy makes sure that you're well informed of those comments um you do them with me you sit you i was sit gonna with let me. you say that because <laughs> yeah. i don't know if, if that's okay to say but yeah, yeah yeah no so you you actually sit down with dr roundy as he writes those comments and most of the time, I mean, in my experience, it just made me blush more than anything because I was like, wow, like you're being very kind. Like you, you could probably pull back on those a little bit. And, uh, but he's, he's very complimentary because, again, as he said, he understands the weight that these, con- that these comments hold. And he wants to make sure that, that uh, you as a person are, are coming through, which, again, is just it, it goes above and beyond. And Cam, you, you said something, and I know you said, wow, pull back, I'm blushing. <laughs> sure. And my response to that, I'm pretty sure at the time, was, Cam, is this you or not? Is this who you try to be or not? Yeah. And when I have students who are uncomfortable with what I'm writing, it's always because even though every student is trying to be that person that I'm describing, I don't think they always see that they are being that person that I'm describing yeah. and and actually writing down hey you're being the person you're trying to be I think is kind of overwhelming for some students yeah. um, but generally speaking at the end of the day every student walks out of the room saying yes those those positive comments describe who I aim to be and try to be and want to be and want to be seen as and and so it's it's not you know, Students just, as a rule, just don't have bad rotations here in terms of, I think there are some students that maybe have rotations where they're having a tougher time engaging. I've had students who've had uh, problems with marriages, uh, suicide attempts by parents. I've had rotations where um, multiple family members of one person were having significant mental health issues. 
And, and in all fairness, those students had a tough time being in the rotation. One of those students I remember distantly, I, I finally kind of said, hey, yeah, I get it. This wasn't your rotation. You seem kind of checked out. And he said, oh man, I'm so sorry. I was trying my hardest. You know, my dad attempted suicide like two weeks ago. My brother attempted a week ago, if I remember the story right. And I was just like, oh, I suck. I needed to communicate sooner. And that was the point of the last podcast. Yeah. And I think one of the turning points in me trying to communicate sooner was, hey, you know, let's let's work these things out. Had I known that, I would have sent the student home for a week, right? Because yeah. that's a lot more important than sitting on a unit when you can't be here. If you can't be in the moment, talk to me and let's sort it out. So if there was any question about who you're going to be interacting with or what the doc's going to be like or any questions about what this rotation's going to be like, I feel like your last comments really just kind of summed that up uh, as far as what to anticipate. So, Yeah, if you can't be here then let's figure out how to help you out at the moment yeah. because there's something pretty pressing going on, right? Yeah. And, and relationships with your spouse, with your kids, um, those are always more important than my ego, I hope. <laughs> right? That's, those are with, with, with family members, right? I start to get a little, you know, fuzzier with brothers and sisters because, I don't know, you should meet my brothers and sisters. <laughs> no, they're, they're wonderful. And if any of them listen to this podcast, you're the best. <laughs> Um, HMPs, there's something that may change in the future, and that is that uh, I was talking to John White, one of my former students, Dr. White, and amazing student also, I'm going to brag on him for a moment, resident of the year at Arizona State as a second year resident, pretty, pretty awesome. cool, right? Wow. Um, and he talked about how he's having students focus on the write-ups more. So what I'm wondering is if there's a way that I can have you write a note every day even though we don't have a good ability to use it in the chart, to have students write a note every day that does a subjective, it does a mental status exam, and then takes, as, as John says, as Dr. White said, takes a stab at um, a, a treatment plan, right? How you'd go about it. And so that's something that may be coming in the future. We'll see how it goes. On that note, we're 37 minutes in. I think if you listen at 1.5 speed, you're, you're still only taking about a half an hour of your day. You probably will be able to do this while you're bicycling on a Saturday before the rotation. Um, last thoughts before we sign it off. Let's start with you, Rep. Yeah, um, go ahead and, and take Dr. Roundy at his word, because I think that took me a week or two to, to really fully absorb that I was free to learn um, and didn't need to be preoccupied with figuring out how to try and impress him, um, which you know, may or may not be different to, to different rotations, but here, take him at his word. That, that would be my number one piece of advice. Yeah, um, actually, to be completely honest, you literally took the first sentence that I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> take him at his word. Um, in addition to that, get, if you can, get on the unit as much as possible, see the patients, learn about them, learn about their disease or about their pathologies. And like Dr. Roundy said, just... If you need to go, if you see something and you don't know what's going on, just go into your into the study room and just read up about it and then come back into the unit and learn more about it. I think that they summed it up perfectly. Nothing more to add. Good. Well, at the end then, um, I sincerely hope that students that come here on my rotation have a good experience. My experience has been that the better attending I am for my students, the better experience they have. If you'll communicate with me and let me know what I need to do, I'll probably get a little bit defensive. 
just just saying. And then I'll think about it and I'll come back and go, yeah, you're right. Um, but I'll do my best, right? I, I try my hardest to live the principles that I'm telling you about in this podcast. And if I make a mistake on it, understand that I'm human, but trying my best. At the end of the day, the place that I'm most consistent and do the best, I think, is identifying strengths that students have to put down for their dean's letter in the future. And, and when my students focus on the things that the three of you have talked about, that's really, really easy for me. And I, it's something I enjoy. I enjoy having students. And if it's not obvious, eh, you know, maybe it was a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for helping out with this. I sincerely hope this helps future students, and uh, it's a little longer than we had anticipated. But it is a fairly complicated rotation, and this is probably a, a good uh, adjunct to the read me first. So yeah. listen to me first. Sounds great. On that note, guys, thank you so much. Team out. Team out. Team out. Team out.